Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. That looks like Talk Recorded live. Welcome to Inside the IFL. And as always, I'm joined by Mr. Ed Ritter. Ed, how's it going? It's going. I gotta start. I can't help it. I gotta do it. <laughs> okay. Champion, baby, champion. Even All though right, I wasn't then. technically part of, you know, I wasn't there, but I still was in a way. I got a championship in the SFL as part of the Queen City Corsairs. Uh, want to say congratulations to Eric Barkley and all those guys there. It was awesome. It, yeah, I've just had a conversation just a second ago. I had mixed emotions about it. I, I was happy, I was sad, but so, but it it was cool. Yes, it is, but it is. My phone went off. And it was my son, proud, you know, saying he was glad he was able to lead the team. Um, pretty everybody can figure out what all he was saying. So, but it was bittersweet for him as well. So yeah. Oh, he is. This guy had a hell of a game. Oh, man. Uh, I honestly didn't get a chance to watch the game. I, I jumped in at the end just saying congratulations to the guys in the league and stuff like that, but didn't get a chance to watch the game itself. I was too busy yeah. preparing for the IFL. Hey, yeah, you got you had a lot more to do than I did. That's why I watched it. And, of course, you know, my son Dwayne wanted to watch it, you know, since – D.D. Ritter was part of that team, and Bo Davis. And after the after the uh, game, he was going, "Yes, we got a title. We got a title." He goes, "But we're not there anymore." I'm like, "Well, you know." <laughs> it is. Well, yeah, that's right. Yes, as I as I tweet out that we are live now. So if anybody has a Twitter and they're following us on the IFL, give it a retweet. Maybe who knows is out there. Uh, we're slowly getting things together. You know, we're behind, you know, where we want to be. But that's fine because of the simple fact that we haven't even got started yet and we're freaking head and shoulders above anywhere I expected us to be at this point. Uh, I want to get the activity yep. up on the slack. And it's been a slow time in the league just because, you know, it was all about the build of the league itself, then it was about to find the owners, then it was about who's going to play which position, and it was the draft, and then it was, oh, ain't nothing to do till hexing got done, editing got done, playbooks got done. But it's Wednesday, you know, it's going to start game action. We'll have two games on Wednesday that'll be preseason games. Thursday will be the other two games. Uh, owners, remember, you can change 15 plays offense, 15 plays defense going into week one, and you may change your run-pass ratio by 15% in either direction as long as you keep that 80-20 split at the lowest you can go. So you got to have at least 20% pass or 20% run. And then from week one into week two, that will jump back up to the normal 
league rule of 25. So uh, I'm getting excited for the simple fact that we begin in a little less than about 48 hours or so. We had this conversation yesterday. Both of us, we knew we were going to get there. No doubt about it. There was no doubt in either one of our minds that we were going to get there and we were going to do this. Right. I don't think either one of us thought we'd do it this fast, this quickly. It, right. It's, and that, and that's honestly, that's a testament to you, to you know, the drive you have to wanting to get this thing going, and then you got everybody else motivated and everybody else going, yeah, let's go, let's go, let's go, and we're here, we are here. If I had money, I'd have better programs. If I had the intelligence level, I'd be able to do more things. Uh, so, like I said, I'm not going to be as gifted as others in that field. But uh, one thing cannot be denied is the product that I provide with the help of yourself, uh, Kyle Walsh, Chris Davis, all the owners involved, all the coaches who've come on board to help the owners out. All the guys who joined the league to be players. None of this ain't possible without everybody. So, uh, but our product itself is going to be undeniably amazing. It's going to be great. The the games are going to be nonstop action. They're going to be amazing. Uh, I've been running a few tests, a few sims, a few things, looking for any problems and issues. Uh, so hopefully we don't find any come Wednesday or Thursday. Hopefully Elephant Man don't all of a sudden show up. Uh, I didn't see many of the things that I've run. But uh, I've thrown out some games to test things, and playbooks were installed when I did the test, and I wanted to do it before I put the books in, but I had forgotten, so I just did it when I could. And I'll tell you, you're on the edge of your seat with all these games, so it's going to be interesting. Oh, yeah, I'll say this now because, you know, I've been running different stuff, checking things, just, you know, see what I thought. And I will tell everybody now who's in the IFL, you're going to see a difference between the IFL and the SFL. Just because they're on All-Pro, we are on Legend, and it is a difference. And and you can see it. Yeah. And I'm not not trying to say they're better, we're better. I'm just saying gameplay, it's going to be, you're going to see a difference. That, that's what I mean. All righty. Yeah. Um, let me see how I want to. Just sending a message to Kyle. Cool. Uh, yeah. But uh, I look at it this way. We have eight good owners. Most of these owners have have some coaching staff, like Mario's with Arizona, Max Paul's in Baltimore, mm-hmm. uh, yourself. You're helping out Allen in Carolina. Uh, Mark Chisholm, he's gotten back together with Taco in, in New York. Um, it, it's just going to be interesting. Uh, hopefully Ramos will pull in a staffer. Uh, Jack Steinman, maybe he'll get himself a staffer. I believe Chris... Davis wants to go it alone, um, just so he can test himself. I think was basically what he was saying, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, we'll see what happens with Bo, but uh, you know we got some. Solid yeah, I've had I've had guys. lengthy conversations with Bo. 
Bo is basically doing the same thing Chris Davis. He wants to test himself. Um. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I want to make this mention because you and I discussed this. This has nothing to do with the league itself. It just has to do with what we do as far as podcasts go. Mm-hmm. Um, I've discussed this with Ed. We're going to see if we can get it to work here eventually. Uh, don't know how well it's going to work, so we're going to run some tests. Because, like I said, we don't have the technology. We don't have the money for the technology uh, and things like that. Uh, and I'm kind of clueless to a degree when it comes to, like, Google Hangouts and being able to connect and, and do things like that. So one of the ideas we have is where maybe I can do a Google Live uh, or not a Google, do a, a YouTube Live type video. Uh, it'll just be a black screen, but we can take inside the IFL to YouTube. And thanks to Kyle for reminding me of this because he just happened to say he has problems getting it to work sometime on his phone, which is what I hate about TalkShoot. But uh, I would connect to Ed live through our phones Maybe throw it up on speaker, which I said this is a very generic way of doing this, but this is like come up with a better idea uh, and figure out some things. But we'll connect through the telephone, have it on speaker, uh, and hope my microphone would pick up both com- pick, up, uh, pick up our conversation to where it can be run live on YouTube, and guys can chime in there and do it that way. The drawback is there'd be no calling. Uh, to me, the purpose of a podcast is to have call-ins, those, you know, authentic, natural call-ins where you're not plotting who's all joining you. Uh, just, you know, it's a spur of the moment. You might have something to say you need to get, to get in on a show and talk. That's the drawback that this isn't going to provide, which sucks, if you will. So not sure if I want to do it, and I'm going to go look into some other places that maybe we can take the show and other things maybe we can do. So... If you have an idea, suggestion, a thought, by all means, send it my way so I can look into all the options. Because as the season gets going, I want to make sure that we have a better way of communication through podcasts, radio shows, talk shows, whatever you call these things, so everybody has the opportunity to be involved and to talk. Sounds good to me. Well, we have a, had a lot of activity here all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> Ramos was here, then he's gone. Guess six was here, then 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 gone. Seven was here, then gone. Eight was here, then gone. Nine was here, then gone. That was five and four. Yep. <laughs> Interesting. And, and and I think that falls right with what I was just saying. Guys seem to have a problem getting it to work properly on their phone. And it just doesn't seem to, to work out. I know we have someone that's in here that's in New York. Um not quite sure who that is. I think I know who that might be, and he normally calls in just so he can hear the show. You know, he's figured out that that's pretty much how you got to do it when you're on your phone, is you just call the number. Yeah, we were when you had us both unmuted. We had we were talking for a few minutes until you started the show. Oh, is that an MC? Am I crazy? What's that? I said, is that MC or am I crazy? Yeah, that was him. Okay. But yeah, he he seemed to figure it out. That's the best way to do it: to just call in and just say, "Hey, I'm just put me on mute. I'm listening." Right. 
and that's sad that that's what, like I said, you know, that's what you have to do. Right. But I, I don't think that talk to ever considered, you know, eventually everybody's going to have phones and that's, everybody's going to do everything on their phone because I've been trying to find an app and stuff for my phone for it and I can never find one. So I don't know if I'm just not looking in the right spot or what. So, you know, when I call in, I'm on my phone, which is, you know, I call in, I'm on the phone, but I also get on the computer, pop everything up. So then that way I can keep, you know, help you keep tabs on who's in there, who's not. Uh, guest 10, welcome. Guest 11, welcome. So, yeah. Ready to get this thing going? Indeed, indeed. Uh, we'll let guys know this. If you are familiar with the wheel decide, it's uh, what we use to determine the draft order. Uh, we did the same thing for these games. Um, I mean, we could have just picked and choose or whatever the heck we wanted to do, but we wanted to try and keep all bias out of it. So... It was just a simple fact of spinning the wheel, getting a team, spinning the wheel, and getting their opponent until we had all four games. Uh, we will have two games that get aired Wednesday. There will be two games that get aired Thursday. Um, currently, the tentative time, as far as I know, is going to be, what does it say, call input on speakers and chat on your browser. Is how I do Yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, trying to see if I'm, I'm right on this. Just give me one second. Okay. Um, but anyway, spun the wheel. We had these four games. Uh, Ed and I got together on the phone, and we discussed the, the four games after the wheels were spun. And... We honestly are into all four of these games for many reasons, which we'll try and break down these four games when we get to them. Um, now, remember, they're just preseason games. They, quote-unquote, uh, don't count towards the rankings uh, and things of that nature. Uh, so it's just going to be fun. That's all this is for. It's for mm -hmm. all the owners and the staffers especially to say, wow, okay, this might be a little different, or wow, that doesn't work as effectively, because we all don't know. That's the best part right now. We're all kind of going in this blind. Uh, you might have a playbook you're used to running, whether it be in a CAG league or in an SFL league or with some buddies, and it works. But then all of a sudden on this legend status, it's like, whoa, that's not working. <laughs> or, wow, that worked better than I thought it would. So you have the opportunity to get a better idea and a better grasp of how the league rules are and how it's set up so you can fix anything you need going into week one. Because the one thing we've learned, all of us who've been a part of simulation leagues, is week one you go in blind and you sometimes miss the playoffs because you've lost week one. You know, the old saying goes, week one don't count because you don't know what you're getting into. But at the end of the day, it does count if you lose that game. And I think it's a complete... You know, out of order, I want to use this. Uh, I'm not sure what word I want to put out there, but I think it's a shame that teams can miss the playoffs by losing that one game, and that one game may have been in week one when they didn't have the opportunity to truly prepare for it. 
You know, these guys put in hours upon hours of time putting together their offense, their defense, putting together the right build, putting together the right everything. And to go into week one blind and lose, it's a shame. And I didn't want to have that happen. So what I wanted to make sure is we didn't see that here. We didn't get that here. Uh, So that's why I stole a page from the NFL. They have preseason games for two reasons. So they can find their talent to make their 53-man roster, and they can figure out what is or isn't working to prepare. And then they use what they they see in preseason games to prepare for their opponents. I mean, that's just fact. Exactly. I wanted to give our owners and coaches that same opportunity. I just figured it was the best thing to do, was the fairest thing to do. So that's why we're at where we're at. Uh, like I said, uh, Davis, I know is in the chat now. Um, He's on the call too. So I also sent him a message through Slack to double confirm the times. Um, end of day, most of these games, ladies and gentlemen, are going to be run and recorded, and be on YouTube, obviously as private, and then we'll release the games when they're supposed to go live. We also have plans for a live game. Um, I'm currently in the process of trying to put myself in line with a capture card if I do so. Uh, I've already told Ed this. I didn't get a chance to tell Chris Davis this, so he'll be hearing this for the first time. Uh, If I get this capture card and I can figure it out, because, again, like I said, I'm not the biggest guy when it comes to that kind of technology. Uh, Everybody's been telling me it's pretty simple. So if I can get it all to work, get it all to work out, and... The audio will work on my end through, say, a microphone. It's a currently 50-50 chance that I might personally take on the game of the week and call the game. That's right. You'll hear me call the game. You know, I'll do the commentary, the color, the play-by-play, the whole nine yards. Uh, It's Like I said, it's 50-50. I'm going to have to run some private games, if you will, just to test to see if I can figure it out see what it seems, seems like and sounds like, see if I want to do it, and do it like that. The only negative, like I said, and I'll say this here, is the drawback is we're heading into the summer. Uh, <clears throat> I have kids, so i got to make sure my kids are quiet and out of the way. The last thing I want to do is be calling a game, and then all of a sudden in the middle of the third quarter, it's a big play, and I'm yelling, shut up back there, you know. <laughs> So we don't need any of that stuff. So I'm just trying to figure out how how it's going to work. Uh, I know once the school year comes back up in September, uh, it'll be even easier for me to call games if I can figure it out. So that's why I say it's 50-50, because it might not even happen this season for those reasons, unless I can figure out a way of doing it without it being a problem. So as we head into our second season, you know, which hopefully will be, bigger, better, and better than ever than the first season could have been. I'll be able to actually call some games or we'll find some guys who want to call some games. But, you know, we'll get into all that then. Uh, Davis, if you can, um, check your Slack and just give me the quick confirmation on that. Uh, The times that I sent you. So I can make sure you guys have the uh, information. Yeah. And I'm cool. thinking these these times 
double-checking the times to make sure I'm not nuts. These might be the times if all goes well. Um, and that might, these might even be the games. These might even be the times for games during the regular seasons, too. So that's all I'm saying. Because I work third shift, so I want to make sure games are on the air and over and done before I ever have to head to work. Because that would kind of suck if one of the main people involved has to leave during his own games. <laughs> and my two busiest my two busiest work days, ladies and gentlemen, is Wednesdays and Thursdays, which happen to be Davis's best opportunity to run games. So I had to take what I could get since he's the one putting in the time and effort. So this is the man, and I appreciate everything he's putting in. Anyway, Ed, are you ready to announce these games? Heck yeah. And I'll repeat, we used the wheel decide to determine who was playing who, so there was no bias. We got what we got. <clears throat> if uh, anyone is on mute in the chat, wants to get involved in the conversation after we announce these games, by all means, message me on Slack or say something in the room if you're in there, too, to unmute you. We'll get you in on the call once we go over all four games. So uh, with that being said... We'll just have, with no further ado, <clears throat> we will say this. Uh, Wednesday. Okay, that'll be Wednesday the 10th, which is in two days. At 4 o'clock in the afternoon is when the game will be released for your viewing pleasure. And, hell, it's technically going to be the first ever game, even though it don't count towards records, in IFL history. We will witness the New York Cobras take on the Boston Liberty. Ed, your thoughts on this one? This is going to be interesting. Oh, and for, so for those of you who do not know, the team I announced second will be the home team based on the spin of the wheel. So the Liberty will be hosting this game against New York. Yeah, this is going to be when... Yeah, you know, when the wheel picked these teams right away, we're like, oh, yeah, this is going to be fun. Because... I, and I'll be honest, it, 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 it's almost as if we cheated because I wanted this game more than any other matchup, and I told you that before we spun the wheel, and we ended yep. up getting it. So. And it, it's real simple. New York is offense heavy. Boston went defense heavy. If it did. This is oh, going to be we'll fun. See what works. Yep, it's going to be real fun. New York. New York's got the gold quarterback and the gold wide receiver, and then they come back with the two silver wide receivers and cap it off with a copper wide receiver. And then Boston's got the two gold corners, silver safety, silver linebackers, defensive end. So I just really am intrigued by the fact that it's such a powerful passing game against a very strong secondary. Yeah, it's like, like, you know, like I said, both of us were like, yes, oh, holy crap. And we said, you know, we I don't know if we willed it because we both wanted this game. And, you know, it just happened It happened to play itself out, which was crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just, I'm, I'm excited for it. You know, just, just obviously for obvious reasons, it's the first game that we're going to get to see. And these two teams are just – so evenly matched, I, I, really the best way I can word this, and I just really right. think 
it's going to be a good battle between the two teams. So I mean, I, I'm, yeah. I'm liking it. So I'll, I'll, in, in this game, how I want to word this to you? In this game, what is it about this particular game that intrigues you outside of that particular point that we just pointed out? Anything in particular? Boston, you got to right away. You got to think Boston's offense. Because his ball, his entire his starting offense, quarterback, halfback, and two wide, they're all bronze and they're all maxed out. Yeah, and New York has the two silver corners and that silver defensive tackle, mm-hmm. which could be just enough firepower, or not firepower, but defensive power, to really slow them down. I, yeah, I, that's why it's one of the more shocking builds. I didn't suspect somebody to do that, but that's what they did. Uh, so you know, we'll we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens with this game because all I know is Bo and Taco and Taco's got Chisholm working with him. I know they're going to learn from this game. So I all I know is first game of the season, whether it's preseason or not. So these two teams, you know, they have the honor based on the wheel spin of getting the first game. Uh, and to just, again, we spun the wheel to see who played who, and then I put the four games on the wheel and spun it again to see who played who for who went. So that's pretty much how we did this. Yep. So, I mean, that is where we're at with this. And, I mean, I'm stumbling on my words because I just, I'm excited. <laughs> I have no um, idea what else to say right now. No, we're both. And, you know, if the rest of the league's not excited about, you know, I mean, we're two days away. It's like, holy you know, I, I'm at the point now, you know, I'm trying to, I, I just want to scream and holler. I just want to go, you know, and go nuts because we're there. You know, it's it's going to happen. Yeah. I'm, I'm just stoked for it. All right. Well, that's the first game. Ready to, ready to announce that second game on Wednesday? I'm saving an image. I wanted to do this earlier and forgot. <clears throat> so that's on me. So I'm doing them as we talk. It's nothing awesome. spectacular. It's nothing amazing. It's just going to be something. Okay. Well, let me ask this. Will that second game be at 7? Yes. Okay. If you want to announce that one, you can. Ah. Uh... I don't remember who you said was the home team, but I'll announce the game, and then you can let them know who's who's the home team. But it will be Tokyo versus Carolina. Yes, Tokyo will be the home team. Oh, so Carolina has to go to Tokyo for a preseason game. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> ah, it takes a lot. Yes, Carolina's at Tokyo. I guess I gotta go get my passport, huh? Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, this game, to me, is also an entertaining game, to say the least. Uh, I know Allen and, and Ramos have history, you know, of 
working together, being against each other, being pals and friends and all that other good stuff. So that makes this game kind of uh, personal in a fun way. Uh, but look at these builds. Have you taken the chance to really look at this build for these two teams? Yeah, I'm kind of looking at it now. This could be interesting. Yeah, I I really like this matchup as well because of obvious obvious reasons when you just really, really look at it. And again, I apologize if I sound flustered today. It's because uh, I'm a little antsy. I'm a little, I can't believe this is happening. We're there. So uh, I'm, I'm just... He's, he's, you're, you're more like a... Like a kid in a candy shop going, oh, what do I get, what do I get? Oh, I can have this, I can have that. And, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and again, this doesn't happen without everybody involved and everyone being a part of this. And, you know, yeah, it's just it's just awesome. And I'm, I'm, I'm really excited for it. So, yeah, I guess, I guess you pretty much hit the nail on the head with that one. <laughs> I know how you feel because I'm the same way right now. I'm going, oh my goodness, we get to watch games. We, oh my. <sighs> yeah, it's it, it, it's just I'm like on a whole new planet right now. Just excited, and everyone involved is is making this happen. You know, I don't care who you are. I don't care your role in this league. I don't care if you're just a player. I don't care if you're a guy who shows up once a week, I really don't care. You're still a part of why we are where we're at. And I'm posting these games in the game chat window, so guys know. Obviously, the team on the right will be the home team, so you know. So it's pretty easy and pretty self-explanatory to figure Very out cool. who and who's playing who. So that's simple enough. At least it should be. And if you still have questions, by all means, you can ask. <laughs> But that's the best I can tell people as far as that goes. But getting to this game, when you look at Tampa Bay, or not Tampa Bay, Tokyo. Tokyo. Uh, they got two gold offensive players, a running back and a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Now, that wide receiver, he's going to get to go up against a gold corner in Joe Starr from Carolina, which just right. like, yeah, that's interesting. Then he's got the two silver safeties in Tokyo with Trayton Kurtz and David Lee, and there's two silver wide receivers in Carolina. So, again, that's two secondary guys and, and, and two wide receivers that are pretty fairly matched up and very nice and even. Uh, clearly, if you look at the build, Carolina is going to be running a 3-4. They wouldn't be carrying four linebackers. Um, again, I, told the best I, I, told, I told everybody I was running it. I, it's no secret. So when I see the gold running back against the three four, that piques my interest. They got the silver they got the silver quarterback and James Dupset. Um the one thing that catches me with uh Tokyo is they got the silver and Joey Knight at wide receiver and Evan uh, I hope I say his name right. I've yet to get some of these names right. Muir M U I R Evan Muir. He's right there at bronze. But here's the thing I like that's gonna be interesting with Carolina. Clearly, with Ernie Clapper running the ball, I think they're going to want to pound the rock. And Tokyo comes back with a defensive tackle and a defensive end. Now, they're both copper and Robo Dean and Devon, uh, Devon Wright. But 
the whole thing, the way it's broken down and set up between these two teams, it, it, it's going to make it interesting. Oh, I agree. I just, I just like the whole matchup. I don't know what about it, that particular matchup per se, that piques your interest the most. Oh, I'm real simple. I want to see how good my defense is. <clears throat> yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess that would make a lot of sense to see how good you are. Because, you know, I'm going to toot my horn a little bit. Toot toot. I know what I did when I was doing it in the SFL. Now I have to take another step so I can have the best defense in the league. Plain and simple. Yes, and still if I, if I don't, if what I don't get the best defense, <laughs> plain and simple for me, if I don't have the best defense in the league when it's all said and done, I'm going to be pissed. Well, gee. You don't need to be angry. <laughs> oh, I'm going yeah, to be pissed at myself. So. Well, look at what you're going up against. Going up against Ramos. What are you, what are your thoughts on Ramos's offense? And it's interesting. His offenses are always interesting. You know, somehow he he gets it done. No matter you know what he does, he he gets it done. So yeah, that he does. Damn autocorrect! That's the first time I had autocorrects mess me up. Wow! I tried to write March and it came up as match. What the hell? That sucked. Glad I caught that now. Oh, Mr. Davis says you might have the second or third best D. He says, sorry, bro, but if I don't have the best D, it's a problem. Well, guess what? You're going to have a problem. <laughs> I love it. Everybody wants to have their defenses kicking in. That's what we need. That We need that competitive spirit. Good to have. It's always in fun. All righty. Time to announce what? Next game. First game on Thursday. Yeah, I guess that would be good, wouldn't it? Well, that, uh, is that going to be a 4-2? It will be 4-7 and seven, just like Wednesday? Yeah. And like I said, if all goes well, uh, that just might be when the games are run during the regular season, too. But like I said, I'm not 100% sure on that yet. All I know is uh, I want the games to be over and done before I'd ever have to leave for work. Because like I said, it would suck if I'm not a part of it. Um, I'm hoping to do podcasts after the show. Uh, And that's where I'm going to get in the conversation with you after this, where I want to think about the possibility of Blog Talk being a spot. Because I know on Blog Talk, you can have a short half-hour show or something like that. I forget how it works anymore because that's where we used to do our shows. Until they changed the rules, which irked me. So, like I said, we're going to figure this all out when we get to it. But, uh, any case, Thursday, May the 11th at 4 p.m., we will see the Philadelphia flight at the Tampa Bay Stallions. Ed, take it away. 
This is going to be interesting. Because you look at both of these these teams and you just look and you go, hmm, that's interesting. Yeah. I didn't notice it until after we booked it and started looking at the teams to have a comparison to discuss. Yeah, it's going, to, it's going to be – I mean, look at – well, okay, we'll start here. Tampa Bay's got two gold uh, tight ends. Right. Philly comes back with two silver tight ends. Okay, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as gold for Philly, they got a defensive tackle and a halfback. Then uh, Tampa Bay, their silvers on defense are a corner and I think a strong safety. Right. It, it's 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 very interesting. Both have, bronze, both, both have both have both have bronze quarterbacks. It's uh, let's see, Philly has a bronze and a copper wide receiver, where Tampa Bay has a silver and a copper. I, I mean, it's they're they're similar, but at the same time, they're different. It, it's you, it should be very interesting. And this game, and I'll point this particular player out, this game will give us the first opportunity to look at David Cox. Why do I Mm -hmm. bring up David Cox? Do you have any idea? I'm sure you're going to tell me. David Cox, based on the league rules, okay, is the highest paid player in the league. Wow. So he's the player that's got the most abilities in this league, the most to prove that he's earned his paycheck, so to speak. Now, this is who Philadelphia is clearly building their defense around, which might be why Davis stated, if I don't have the best defense, there's problems. Because he's invested more money than any team on one individual player, and he happens to be his defensive tackle. So can that defensive tackle get after the quarterback and slow down that double gold tight end set. And that's the one thing I want to look at right now. When you look at uh, Philadelphia, they have a silver linebacker in Ricky White. He's going to have to come up big, in my opinion, yep. against these tight ends. You know, Ryan Mondo is the copper, so hopefully he's going to be good enough to handle the other gold tight end if he's covering it. Now, they got the safeties. Uh, Terry Stone's at strong with the silver, and then Cody Prime is sitting there at bronze. So he's got two solid tight, uh, safeties to help him with these tight ends. But at the end of the day, i got to ask the same thing about Tampa Bay. Can they stop the two silvers? And when I look at their team, I don't know if this is something that you noticed, but they have one linebacker at bronze and one linebacker at copper. Yep. Jack Law is the best linebacker they got, and their free safety is a as a bronze. JoJo Spade is a silver, a strong safety. It looks like they might have the advantage, even though their tight ends are silver, just because of the defensive builds. Right. We'll see. And, and I'm excited for this game to see Johnny Frost. 
as a former fullback in real life, I'm biased to, to Johnny Frost. Uh, I'm excited to see how he plays. I'm excited to see what he brings to the table in this league because we've never really seen a fullback. I don't think anyone's used a fullback this high. I've seen fullbacks at bronze before. I've never seen one at silver. Uh, and he's got four abilities. That's the other thing. Damn. <clears throat> We're going to find out real quick just how he's built. You know, is he a blocker? Is he a runner? Is he a receiver? Is he a jack-of-all-trades, if you will? But uh, Jack Diamond, Chris Davis, they both going to have their work cut out for him in this game, seeing what they're made of. Uh, and I will say this, Johnny Gat at bronze and Max Mondo at copper, those being the wide receivers for Philadelphia, stood out to me. I think it could be a weak link. For them, the same wing, same thing with uh, ja- Tampa Bay and Jax. They got a silver wide receiver. The other one's back at bronze. I'm sorry, copper. The copper, yeah. So I mean, they're both sitting there rocking the copper wide receivers, you know. And who knows? These two teams just might know something no one else knows. Hey, we only need to put them at copper, you know, kiss our butt. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, we're we're gonna see we're gonna see what they're made of. I mean, it's just something that stood out to me. It's like, oh man, that's a weak link. And then I turn around, and look at the other team, and say, well, maybe it's not because he's got that too. So that's what I'm saying. They're they're similar, but they're different. It, it's it's yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Yeah, you got the tight end, or not the tight end. You got the defensive tackle, and you got the the fullback. That's where they're really different. So. We'll see. I'm I'm going to be interested to see if they give that that fullback like a fullback dive and he runs right at that defensive tackle and see what happens. Oh, I'm waiting for that. (laughs) So you got the four ability silver going up against that monster. You know, it's going to to be fun. And David Cox, I mean, he's got $24 million contract. You know, and then what if what if that that fullback is nothing but a blocker, and his job is to do nothing but block that defense tackle, and just okay. let the running back do whatever he wants? And that, that could be huge, you know. And he helps Herschel Mann get free. You know, you hit the t- the defensive tackle and let Herschel Mann get through. You know, I mean that that could be very interesting. Yeah. All right. We will move on to the fourth and final game. That will take place at 7 o'clock on Thursday, the 11th. And it will be the Baltimore Bulls at the Arizona Outlaws. What is your take on this game? Um, Another interesting game. You know, you got... TJ and Max in Baltimore. You know, Stevie T and Mario in Arizona. I mean, it's, it's going to be interesting. And I looked at the builds, and I was just sitting here looking at it. I'm looking at it right now as I'm saying this to you. And the gold strong safety the gold wide receiver, both have gold running backs, both have silver quarterbacks, both have a silver corner, both have a silver wide receiver. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, okay, 
You know, both are carrying copper free safeties. Uh, Baltimore's free safety is bronze, and Maurice Spurgeon. And Arizona's free safety is Jimmy Cash, who's a silver. But then they both come back with those second ones, and Isaac Butler at copper, and Mookie Whitaker at copper for Arizona. So, you know, and then Baltimore's got two copper corners, whereas Arizona's only got a silver and a, and a bronze. And then if you look, you know, they both have bronze outside linebackers. Arizona has a a copper outside where Baltimore went with a copper inside. Yeah, Arizona's got three linebackers as opposed to Baltimore's two, but Baltimore has that defensive tackle, Mm -hmm. which is that silver, and they gave him a monster contract. Got what? Four abilities on him. Yeah, four ability defensive tackle at silver. And like you know, just like the last game, this is very similar in ways, but they're different in ways too. So Yeah. I think it's been said before, and I think Alan was one of the people who's mentioned it. He believes that Baltimore, uh, Arizona and I believe he said Tokyo to him were the three most complete teams as far as builds. And we just happened to get, you know, I don't know who agrees or doesn't agree with that, but we happened to get that two of those three that he had mentioned in this game. Um, you know, Arizona's got, to me, the one of the more unique builds just because they're the only ones who went with a gold strong safety. Right. They're the only team that did this. Uh, how important is it? How, how much is it going to work? So, you know, like I said, we're going we're gonna to find out. I would, right. Uh, yeah, we're, we're going to see. Man, this is uh, it's going to be one of those for me on a personal level. It's going to be a bittersweet game for me because I'm the running back for Arizona. My buddy owns the team, uh, so we're going to be on this team together. Uh, we got Bobby Treefeather, who I recruited to this league, who I've recruited to do this with me to begin with in another league. So we're all there. But when you look at the Baltimore team, Charlie Monk, buddy of mine, recruited him. He's in the league. Macho Fogg played with me for two seasons. So him and I became very close. Maurice Spurgeon, without a doubt, one of my favorite guys in sim football. You know, and TJ, you know, he's he goes beyond words. I won't even sit here and try and describe him because it would be disrespectful. Uh, and then Max... You know, Max came on board to help me do inside the ISFL. We became close. So, you know, on a personal level, there's a lot of a lot of meaning to this game for me. So, it's going to be fun. Oh, I agree. So, just to do a quick recap of these games. Wednesday, May 10th at 4 p.m., the first preseason game of the year. Uh, we will see the New York Cobras at the Boston Liberty. Then later that night at 7 p.m., you will see the Carolina Pack at the Tokyo Kitsune. And then on Thursday, May the 11th at 4 p.m., the Philadelphia flight will travel to Tampa Bay to take on the Stallions. And then the season will end, the preseason will end, as Baltimore will go to Arizona and the Bulls will meet the Outlaws. And how fitting, it just now dawned on me, the two teams with horns will play. (laughs) (laughs) Just haven't noticed that looking at the two logos side by side. Logos, yep. 
No, not that, that's totally irrelevant and pointless to point out, but I just found it funny. Oh, I think it is funny. <clears throat> so, yeah, it, it's going to be fun. Just to but, you know, I'm, I got all this, all the teams wrote down here in front of me, and I'm looking at stuff. And I find it interesting, like you said, that Arizona is the only team that has a gold strong safety. I also find it interesting that the Cobras are the only team in the league that has a gold quarterback. Repeat that last sentence. Make sure I heard that right. I'm looking at this right. New York is the only team in the league that has a gold quarterback. Yes. Everybody else has silver bronze. Right. Arizona. Like you said, gold, strong safety. Interesting. I just find, you know, something like that, that's just interesting. You know, the whole two gold tight ends in Tampa Bay is odd to me, but at the same time, very interesting to me. That's like, well, that's why you know, when we did this, when we did this whole league and set it up, when we just had the conversations, I had said to guys, I think golds need to have value in our league. So mm-hmm. I want to have two. Um, we're all used to doing three. Uh, nothing wrong with three. I just said, you know what, let's just bring an extra element to the gold and make them special, make them important, make them be, you know, harder to decipher, you know, what you're going to be, what you're going to use and how you're going to use it. So, two is what we went with. And to me, it just made sense to go two, and then guys really had to figure out what they wanted to do mm-hmm. as far as their build. And as you mentioned, these quarterbacks, we, we've learned real quick that quarterbacks took a back seat to the gold well. Well, I'm also I'm looking at it. We all... In the league, we have one, two, three, four, five out of eight teams have gold halfbacks. Right. Yeah, that's the thing. And it was always the debate. Everybody mm -hmm. knew that debate. Was it quarterback or running back that was more important? Well, at least in the IFL, teams put better emphasis on the running back. Right. That seemed to be more important. Now, I'll tell you this. I know he's listening. Uh, when Taco submitted his bill and he had the gold quarterback, I had said to him at that time, I said, you've got the only gold quarterback. Now, I was still missing two builds at that time. I said, so out of the six teams that have submitted, you're the only one with a gold quarterback. What made you go gold quarterback? He said two words, Mark Chisholm. <laughs> and I said, I said, okay. And he said he pleaded his case to why that needed to be done, and I took him at his word, and we're doing it. He said that's what we're going to go with. And then when you look at their build, it makes sense that they have it. If you're going that wide receiver heavy, you better oh, yeah. have a quarterback to complement. So it made perfect sense. So I don't know what the what the plan was originally, but it sounds like they might not have been going go quarterback at first. And Mark said, no, this is how it's going to be. <laughs> Uh, Chris Davis just posted from what uh, history has told me 
running back. Running back has been more productive and it's harder to stop than a quarterback. Because right. you have to have a damn good defensive build to stop a running back. If you don't have that, then you'll get run on all game long. Well, I guess we'll find out when a gold running back goes up against Boston. Because they're defensive heavy. Mm-hmm. We'll see how much that works. And uh, I'm going to be getting Chris here on the line in a minute because I know he'd have to get thrown in once we went over the game. So yeah, that's cool. Fairly. But uh got to ask you. I'm going to put you on the spot, and I haven't asked you this yet, so you're going to have to answer this question on the spot without much thought. Oh. Four preseason games, outside of being biased because you're, you know, playing on one and being coaching in one and all that, which of these four games piques your interest the most as, I can't wait to watch this one? Oh, it's the first one. Boston and New York. You just want to see that heavy build. I, I want to see that heavy offense against that heavy defense. And I, Yep. <laughs> I, no doubt about it. And and I'm I'm gonna say this because I I always been a defensive guy. I hope the heavy defense works out. <laughs> Bias. I I I I, I, hey, I am a defensive guy. I love defense. There's nothing better than being on the defense and popping some guy, and then standing <laughs> over and saying, "Bitch, go sit on the bench and don't come back." There's been there was plenty of times back in back in my high school days and stuff I did that and there got kicked out of a few games for that but yeah it was worth it. I can say I really don't know too much the difference because I played linebacker and I played fullback and a lot of times on offense my job was to get out there in front and club whoever the hell was coming so I was hitting mm-hmm. that side of the ball anyway. But, you know, I enjoyed getting that ball when they didn't know I was going to get it, even though I had a 1,000-yard season once as a fullback. Uh, I was hitting guys regardless because, you know, a fullback, his job is to run somebody over. So I'm not biased yeah. one side of the ball or the other. But one thing's for sure, when I watch football games, I love games that are either back and forth, back and forth, they're scoring like crazy, almost like arena style, or those games that are still like 3-3 three to three in the fourth quarter. Those games in between, they bore me, But even though they don't bore me, but they bore me compared to the other two, two types of games I just mentioned. Right. And I do get irked when a game's like 3-3. Three to three. Guys, this game is boring. No, it's not. It's no, it's not. Ridiculous. There's so much strategy going on right now, it's not even funny. Are you not watching? Are you not paying attention to what is going on right now? If you don't get it, shut up. That's <laughs> always been my thought with that. <laughs> you know, and, and I know, like I said, Mark Chisholm, he's in the chat uh, on, on the call listening. But he's a defensive-minded guy. I'm sure he's sitting over there smiling going, you got that right. So <laughs> uh, it's just how I looked at it. Yeah, it's just fun stuff. Just All fun. right. Why don't we get Mr. Davis on the call, see what he has to say. Yes, we'll, we'll get Davis on the call. Ladies and gentlemen, the owner of the Philadelphia Fight, Mr. Chris Davis, is now on the call. Yo. What's up? <laughs> Did you just wake up? 
No, that's how it normally be uh, around here in Philly and maybe in Tokyo from where Ramos is at. <laughs> but uh, to be biased, the game I'll wait, I can't wait for is obviously the game with me and Tampa Bay because, like you said, we're, we're similar. I mean, the only thing that's really different between us is the fullback and the kicker. <laughs> the kicker. Speaking of the kicker, I want to make sure guys know this, and I'm going to make sure you're aware of this. Um, I'm not taking a kicker lightly, by the way. Yeah. Per the rules, anybody who took a kicker and or a punter, the league has allowed them to use them at both spots. So, Chris, when you uh, get into the game and stuff like that, the one thing you will notice is the depth chart could not be adjusted within the editor. I actually had to create the special team guy twice. So, Lou Bacon was created twice for Tampa Bay, and uh, Lou Weaver was made twice for Tokyo. Okay, um, I'm looking at the, I think you just gave me a roster just now. Is this the roster about the playbooks for everybody? I had to give you, I gave you the roster file right now that is ready to rock and roll for the season, for right now. Okay, okay. And then I'm going to. I'll take care of the other parts for you. Okay. Just thought I'm making sure. So just to make sure, um, am I okay to give this out to everybody like right now? Because this is basically well, not that file. I'm about to say, well, yeah, well, well, yeah, I mean, like, from how I'm looking at it right now, I mean, like, I'm looking at my playbook. My playbook is obviously not in there, so I'm like, that's what it should be for right now. That way everybody could, you know, practice against, you know, other teams you know, after the preseason, just to make sure. Or if not, or if not, even like, even like. You have to double check. But I have two files over here, and I think I sent you the one that's supposed to be for the season, or I might have just. No, you didn't. No, you didn't, because um, I'm I'm actually I'm actually in the game right now. I see the generic playbook. Okay, then I sent you that one first. <laughs> okay, then yeah, that's why I'm asking. Am I free to send this out to everyone just so they could, you know, study against the other teams? That's I, why I act. I will speak with you on that when we get off the call. How about that? <laughs> All right, I'm fine with that. Yeah. So, but uh, take your game out of the equation. You know, Carolina, Tokyo, New York, Boston, Baltimore, Arizona. What games got you interested the most? Uh, I probably would have to say the pack versus the Kitsune. Just because of what you say, you know, the history between uh, Ramos and and Allen, there's that. And because of their builds as well. I mean, don't, I have a feeling the running backs, they're really going to take over that game. Personally, for me. But then there's Kyle Walsh as well. I mean, it's all a matter of, well, yeah, Kyle Walsh versus Joe Starr. I think that's going to be a very, very good matchup. But really, I can see it coming down between the two running backs. I mean, the defense, they're really, they're really going to have to, one of them, they're going to have to bear down to stop one of these running backs. That's what I do know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm. 
I know me personally, I'm I'm just stoked for all of this. All these games just got me got me on cloud nine. That we're here, ready to go. But um, I just wanted to say this to New York, and just they they get the honor of being the first ever game we see in this league. Regardless of the fact that it's a preseason game, it don't matter to me. So it it's just gonna be awesome. So hopefully we get a, you know we get to turn out and guys will be there and they want to watch. But like I said, I'm not demanding it. Don't care when the guy watches the game, but they're 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 gonna be there. They're gonna happen, and, and I'm just stoked for it. All right. Heck yeah. Same here, man. Here, man. Like, damn. I think this was what like was it two three months ago, four months ago that we was that we was talking about this. Yeah. Who was it? It was it. Yeah. Or was it fall? Yeah, I keep forgetting who it was. Charlie Charlie Monk posted it was two months ago since you've been uh, kicked out of the the SFL. He posted about it and stated that it's been that long. And then here we are. It's just like, wow. You know, it's crazy. You, you know, you know what the crazy part about this is that it feels like since those two months, everything just felt like a blur. That's what it felt like. Like everything just went by so freaking fast. Like when it goes to the playbook, I mean, I'm just playing. When it goes to the team's announcements, when it went to the draft, when it went to the testing. Oh man. Everything is going by so damn fast. It's, it's hard to believe. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm supposed to be doing some, uh, well, speaking of testing, I think I'm supposed to be doing with testing uh, with uh, Optimus tonight about the commentary for one more time, by the way, in case you guys do not know. Okay, cool. And, uh, like I I keep telling Doug, if it doesn't work out, I'm I'm okay with just the in-game commentary for now until we can figure out what's, you know, how we can get some kind of commentary. Hopefully, and this is, hopefully my last bit of chance is just using Skype because uh, with Skype, with, um, with, uh, what can happen with that is Optimus doesn't have to go on YouTube to look at the game and then try to commentate. He could just, I could just use share, share screen from there and Hopefully, from there, he can see the game and just commentate off there. There's also going to be some audio with that, too, so that way he can hear the game. I'm just hoping to, I'm just hoping the share screen is clear enough so he can see it. Right. And I'll be talking about gentlemen. I was on the call earlier, but I made the mention that... Uh, Currently in the process, trying to come into this uh, capture card, and if it works, and doesn't make it blurry, and you know, it's basically what we're looking for. And I can make it happen on my end. I personally might run the game of the week and do it with commentary. Which is pretty, which is pretty cool because uh, that saves Optimus a lot of trouble. <laughs> like I said, we can do it. You know, cool. Huh? He can do a game. I can do a game. Half our game with that commentary. Oh, 
Actually, it'd be pretty cool to just have two commentators anyway. I mean, like, yeah. why not? <laughs> Yep, this is it's gonna be interesting to see how everything falls in the line. And it will. Everything will start falling in the line. I, I mean look where we're at now. Now we just gotta you know dot all the I's, cross all the T's, get all our ducks in the road, you know, all that stuff. Yep. Yeah, I have found that us us being so I mean like us being so giddy and us being so happy about it that I have a feeling that it's gonna go by just as fast. <laughs> very well could. Very very well could. And I, I can't help it. I, I have to do this because it just wouldn't be me if I didn't. Then I don't give a shit. But I'll say it again for all the doubters. How you like us now? Oh man, oh man, did the, the, that theme song already about to kick in my head? Absolutely. <laughs> oh man. How you like me? And, and, and I'll say, I'll, you know, and we've said it from the get go. We we're not the SFL. We are another option. And we're here to have fun. We're here to do our thing. And it's it's here. We're, you know, how many hours away from preseason? And we're how many weeks away from, you know, regular season games starting? And, oh, man, I'm getting, I'm getting excited just thinking about it. <laughs> yes, sir. It cannot get here fast enough in my, in my book. Oh, and, and I can say this: my two boys have been asking me now. Is the games getting ready to start? Is the IFL starting? I, I said yes. We're getting. We're almost there. Because you know they're only ten, so they don't understand. You know all the process that has to be done. You know, like you said, Chris. You know we had to find owners, announce the teams, do the draft. Everybody had to get their playbooks in. You had to get the hexing done. You had to make sure you can run the games right. You had this and that. See, they, they don't understand all that. They just understand that, you know, soon they're going to be watching their player on the TV, and that's all they know. Man, I know exactly how they feel. I mean, like, that's, I mean this is that's kind of how I felt when the NFL season was, was about to start. I mean, like, yo, man, it's only a few years old. It's only one more, one more day away. Then Saturday be over already, and then you know, end up being over. Football season back. Yeah, it sounded like Ed's Let's kids get it. Draft coming. The <laughs> uh, draft here yet? Is the draft here yet? As it was me. Uh, uh, yep. And then, then this is you after the draft. <laughs> it's over. No. Yeah, I literally did call you to say that. <laughs> yes, you did. He did. Without a shadow of a doubt, people, he did call me. He says, draft's over now. What do I do? I'm like, dude, relax. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, I'm 
All I know is for the first time in years, I'm actually excited about the football season. Oh, boy. <laughs> in August. Well, not really August. Well, it will be pushing towards August, though, if we keep, we keep it up like this. Oh, man. Freaking Preseason in August. We're, we're in May. We starting in May. We probably gonna have the playoffs in like August, right? Because it's fourteen games in in, in in a week. No bye weeks either. Yeah, our season. For those of those of the guys that are not in the know, I did the did the math on this. Our championship game will be the 30th or 31st of August, which is a Wednesday or Thursday, unless everybody would prefer we do it Friday night, which would be August the 1st. I would say Saturday night, but I work. Or we can push it to Sunday, uh, September the 3rd. So you got September 1st or September 3rd, which would be a Friday and a Sunday, unless we want to do it Wednesday or Thursday, which is when we've been doing, which was when we'll be doing games. Yeah. We can do, we wouldn't that, wouldn't that be August? Wouldn't that be August, not September? No. It's August 30th or 31st. Okay, that's right. Yeah, then we're into September. Okay. That's right. Okay. And Love, yeah. September okay. 1st or September 3rd would be when I would prefer to do the games because, like I said, I'm off those nights. There you go. So, you know, it just comes down to that. Now, Chris, in case you're the one who's going to run that, I mean, you right now could tell me, are you better with a Friday night or a Sunday night game? From, like, for the championship game, honestly, I don't really know because, you know, so far we off. don't know what's going to happen between now and October 31st. So, like, so at the moment, I can't really say. Because my goal is honestly to figure that out sooner than later. So, guys, no ahead of time so we can, you know, have the season coming up and say this is where we're going. We're striding right the date. You know, so it's not but, a yeah. go too long. But, yeah, for the premier game, obviously, you know, for the um, for the starting game, it seems like everybody is, is intent on having it to be the Bulls and, 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 and the Pack, really. So the way how I see it, that should be like an 8 o'clock, 8.30 Friday night game. The way oh, what night? On Friday. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, I mean, like, this is basically our inaugural season, our first ever, you know, our true first ever game in this league to showcase, you know, how much hard work we put into this league. We might as well just, you know, kick it off the best way possible. <laughs> so, so from how it's going by with the votes right now, I haven't seen any vote movement in four days. It looks like it's going to be the Bulls in the pack for, for the first regular season game. Yeah. No problem with that. It don't make a difference which one it is to me. And that was something yep. I was saying. If we, can, if we can do a game of the week, because uh, Davis had made the mention, and in case nobody caught it, and you can correct me if I'm wrong on this, we wanted to do games Wednesday, Thursday, and the one idea was to possibly do a Friday night game as well as the game of the week. I'm about to say, um, yeah, yeah, like that's how, that's basically how we all had it planned. I mean, if you can do a Friday night game, that, that'd be nice if if Optimus can do a Friday night game. Either one of you, in, in like, either one of you guys, I mean, like, it, it'd be nice either way. 
So, yeah, and it's something, yeah, we're, trying yeah, to, something we're going to try and do. And like I said, right now it's a 50-50 shot if I have the opportunity to even run games myself personally, and then it's a 50-50 shot if I can to actually be able to call the game. So there's a lot of questions right now, like I said, I still got to get my hands on the editor, or not the editor, the uh, capture card, which will be happening within the week, I believe. Um, then making sure I can do it. And then if I can do it, then we're in business. You know, then I'll be able to do whenever I can do what I can do, so to speak. Yes, sir. I mean, like I said, I just, really, I just really can't wait. Like he's really here. Yeah, that's that's the exciting part. But uh, just to finish up on that that statement, if push comes to shove, and we can't do quote unquote game of the week on its own, it'll just be the game that's run last for the week, basically. It'd pretty much be what we got to do. So it'd be the, the fourth mm-hmm. game of the night of the week aired. Yeah. Whatever. Now I know the one idea I also had with you is uh, if push came to shove, we run that game live on Thursday nights as it happens if it's possible. You know, however it's going to happen. Again, like I said, we'll figure all those things out. And that's the one thing I like so far about the league. Guys have been very understanding about where we're at, how things are going, because we have some you know, hiccups and and everything right now because we're still we're all rookies with this aspect, but regardless, I still think we're doing much better than anybody anticipated. Oh, I'll agree with that. I mean, I knew I knew we would get here. Yeah. And I knew it was going to happen. I honestly didn't think it would be this fast this soon. And well, like you said to me when we spoke privately, you know when I put my mind to something, it gets done. Uh, it gets done. And then you get everybody behind you, and then everybody else wants to get it done. And here we are. We yep. did the e game for freaking years. And I'd leave the game, and guys would run their mouth about they're the best. And, yeah, I have an ego when it comes to e-fetting. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. Guys like to say they're the best. You know, toot freaking toot. There's never been an, an e-fet owner I've ever seen that can compete with me. And I don't say that to sound arrogant or smart. I just believe it, and more than enough people have said it to me. And for the longest time, I was mentioned on e-fetting on Wikipedia as the Vince McMahon of e-fetting. Right. They've since deleted all that stuff that was off there and then made that page more about what e-fetting is itself. But I think somebody else went in there and took my shit off of there. We won't get into all that. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. So I went into that mode. You know, and what I'm saying by that is when someone doubts me, doesn't think I can get the job done, doesn't think I'm going to get the job done, I'm going to get the job done. That's all there is to it. And that's what I decided to do. So that's why I'm where I'm at. Yep. Where we are. Again, though, I don't get where I am without the guys involved. 
and I mentioned it when we started the show, from from Chris to Kyle to you, Ed, to the owners, to the coaches, to the players, you know. <clears throat> so, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, Chris, you've, you've echoed this with me numerous times. And Ed, you've also. We might not split from the glamour, but we're going to we're going to be something you want to be a part of and something you're going to want to, want to be involved with. And you're going to love what we have. And I like the camaraderie with our guys. We've been at this for over two months, and I have not seen one ounce of drama amongst anyone yet. You know, we've had nothing. It's all been positive. It's all been good. It's all been great. It's all been, you know, let's move forward. Let's get this going. Let's make this spoken together, and we're all on the same page, top to bottom, so I'm liking it, I'm digging it, and I just think we're going to grow that much more each time and each day, so, I mean, I have applications sitting now in my email that I didn't get to, <laughs> I got right. at the last minute, well, it's impossible to get him on the team. So I'm going to have to reach out to this particular gentleman and say, hey, you know, we've solidified teams now. This is where TJ's comments come in. We should invite these guys in the league when I'm doing. Um, I kind of get what he's saying, kind of also against it. That's something that I need to talk to league staff about, get everybody involved opinions on it. Uh, there's positives clearly with it. There's negatives with it. That's just my, my honest opinion on it. Right. So, but he's got an application sitting there where he's got his offense and defensive player ready to go. He wants to get in on the league. So, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll have to figure that out then. But uh, I don't want to turn people away. I'm hoping, you know, if, if it was up to me, since rosters are, you know, completely and it would work, since rosters are signed, set, sealed, I would much prefer to keep it that way and then to let these guys be a part of our next draft. But, they become uninterested in the league if they're not on a team. That's my concern. So that's how I look at it. Yeah. I I, I understand both sides. I, I just don't know don't know how I feel one way or the other on what we should or should not do. That's you know, I, I, and I'm sure that's where you're at now. You don't know, you know, you you want the guys in the league, but at the same time, it's kind of hard to, not if the rosters are set, you know, and the option is, you know, the other option, you know, bring them in and they, they be a, uh, be a generic for now and then get, but then we're following the same thing that, you know, the SFL has done in the past, and I don't want to be like that. You know, I want us to be different. I just look at it. We got our wish. (laughs) We're striving for realism. That's the thing that I constantly can't preach enough. We're striving for realism. And the one thing I know when it comes to realism a guy misses the draft, doesn't just join a team. He didn't get drafted. Now he can sign as an undrafted 
free agent. He wasn't a part of the draft, things of that nature. So there's ways around it to make it still be realistic. Right. So the question is, how do we do it? That's just something we can all discuss sooner than later. Yeah, I mean, that's a good question. Like you said, team sign guys, you know, all the time, undrafted free agents or, you know, whatever. But, like I said, how do we – how do you get them on a team? The only way they can be on a team is as a generic. There's no way you can put these guys as a star player. It It just can't happen. Yeah, like I said, we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll get there. So, but it'll be something we're going to have to figure out sooner than later since the poor guy's sitting there. Right. Most definitely. We'll have to get to him then. And let him know, hey, this is where we're at with you and this is where yeah, we're not. <laughs> yeah, we're kind of... We're in a almost on a rock and a hard place right now with that because we're not sure how. You know, I mean, it, like you said, it can be done because it's done, but how to do it is that's what's got us. That's the hard part. Yeah, like yeah, yeah that's, that's what's got us on what to do because you can't can't sign a guy now and say, oh, he's going to be my bra because you're already you're you're full. You can't get rid of you know. Like I said, when they brought it up to me, I mean, he was spot on with the thoughts and the opinions of it, and I wasn't arguing with it because he was right. Right. But I was just like, hmm, how do we do this? <laughs> and I, and I, agree, I agree. I mean, they should be in the league. But how, the question is, how do you do it? And the only way you can do it is, like we said, we have to. they have to be generics for a year. And then, you know. Which is, what, either, is definitely what he suggested. Right. And then they either be promoted if the team wants to promote them or they go into the next year's draft. And I, I mean, that's, I guess that's the only way to do it. It, it. It's, But at least, you know, if we get them in that way, then like you said, they'll be interested. And if they're not, then maybe the chances of them not being interested in the league anymore is, you know, is probably more if they're not on a team. I'm going to play the flip side of it. You know, there's guys that are going to want to join the league, and they're going to be hell-bent on being the best. And let's be honest, that's not what you want to be. Why do you want to do it? You want to right. be When you join the league as a generic, that counts as a season in your career. Right. It has to. We, we can't let a guy join as a generic for one season and the next season his career starts all over. So that no, means I, if they're going to be one of these guys who want to strive to be one of the best of the best in the league's history, which everybody has the chance to right now, somebody's going to be the best in league history after the first season because it's the first season. So you're going to have, then have the opportunity to be one of the best of the best all time, but you might lose that opportunity if you gave away a season just to be a generic. You also have to look at it like this is that you're not even going to be the best of all time. There's also some... I mean, like, yeah, I mean, like, you're, you, everything you do, well, whoever it is, whoever whoever does the best is going to be topped in history, even in infamy. I mean, you got to look at, I mean, like, who's going to cause the most fumbles? Who's going to cause the most interceptions? Who's going to cause the most, you know, 
missed extra points. All that stuff, good or bad, is going to be etched in history. So, yeah, like for some players that's coming in undrafted, and that's a generic, that could be a good thing because then um, look at it like this from a football aspect, NFL aspect, where you're coming in undrafted. I mean, now you've learned for at least a year or maybe even a few years. Now you can find a way to get up there in the history books, at least hopefully in a good way, though. I mean, uh, how can I say it? Oh, God. Let's say, yeah, basically if you're, you're a quarterback, I mean, you're grooming for at least a few years now, and you're starting to take over. I mean, that's putting it at least that, – that's putting it realistically, basically. I mean, now you have the drive and determination to – well, your player has a job and a determination to, you know, make history from the goals. You got to look at it. I mean, another way you can look at it, you can look at it through, um, I hate bringing up the NFL with this, but still, there's even some Hall of Famers, I guess, that went in undrafted or went in late, like six, seven rounds. They just, they, just, they just killed it. Yeah. I mean, one of them. So, like, uh, we'll just have to think about it. We'll have to look at it, analyze it. And who knows, maybe at the end of the day, maybe the best choice would be to give that particular person the opportunity to do it whatever way they chose. You can join now, and then we can share with them the pros and cons of joining now. You know, and then if you don't join now, here's the pros and cons, and then they can just decide for themselves. I just know doing the hexing and editing is not that difficult. It's really not. It's just a pain in the ass. Yeah, it's just tedious. And it's time consuming. And doing one guy isn't too big of a deal. My big concern for me personally is to not screw up playbooks. I want to make sure I know what the hell I'm doing on that aspect. So I don't mess up all the playbooks. Mm-hmm. I will announce this here now. Um, the emojis we used on Slack that had the black backgrounds of the teams, and I think TJ and I think Davis, you were one of them. You guys installed them without the black backgrounds to where they had the white backgrounds and looked clean and looked clear, whatever. Uh, I have actually gone in there and took uh, Kyle Walsh's artwork that he finally had sent me. Well, not that he had finally sent me, that he had sent me. I have finally, is how I wanted to word that, I finally have taken the time to crop and cut and resize to turn those into official emojis for all eight teams. Nice. This way, I know Chris took one and he tried his best to make it work, but even he said, I this ain't my specialty. <laughs> so, so we, I took all the emojis out and put these new emojis in. So whenever you want to use the emoji, you just you know, use the little colon and type in the team name and then box it in with the other emoji, uh, colon. So they're up there, up there now. So all eight teams are ready to go. Now, we have games Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, I'm going to run this by Ed right now. So Ed's going to confirm or deny this. And this is going to be probably Friday. Because I want to make this week something something awesome. So we got to get through the day and tomorrow. Then Wednesday and Thursday will be games Friday. What I want to do is I'm going to get back on here on Inside the IFL. And 
I want to do a prediction show. I want Ed and I to watch all four preseason games, see how they looked, and then make our predictions. Anyone else may then call in with their predictions to be a part of the show. Um, and I think we'll get a good idea just by watching preseason games who just might be the top players in this league by watching how they perform. And so, if Ed, if you're good with it, I'm thinking Friday. Uh, I'll determine the time later. But uh, if you're good on Friday, what do you think? Prediction change. I should be. I should be. So, but that gives us Wednesday games, Thursday. Long, long as the, all the planets align, the, the, the wind blows the right way, and the kids go to school, I'll be all right. Yeah, Friday, which would be the prediction shows. Then owners, coaches, they have Friday, they have Saturday to make any possible changes. Playbooks are going to be due on Sundays. That's just going to be the rule. I'm going to keep that to be the rule for the season. So teams now know this. Sunday will be playbook due dates. Uh, as far as the actual time, uh figure that out. But they will be due as of right now before the end of Sundays. And uh, I'll probably start plugging in playbooks Monday morning and then uh, getting the updated file each week with Davis so he can prepare for the games. Week. Pretty much, that's one thing I'm going to strive for. Have continuous, uh, make things continuous. You know, it's constant. I don't want one week one way and then the next week another way, and whatever you may say, whatever you may do. You know, I just want it to be constant information. That's why 25 plays, 25 percent of the ratio. This week it's 15 plays, 15 percent of the ratio. So. Uh, Sounds good to me. Okay. I'm fine with it. Got no complaints. Okay. Now I see what. Ah. All right. Yeah, now it looks better. I'm checking the emojis out on uh, Slack. They look much better without the black background. That's actually a clear background, just so you know. That's basically like. There's no background at all. This yeah. shows the logo. You can actually make out the logos much better. Yeah, I don't want to sit here and stumble around, but is there anything we really want to discuss? Like I said, we're we're where we're at. You know, we need to get out everything we need to talk about right here, right now. Playbooks are sent. They're done. There's no changing anything. There's no preparing for your preseason team, which is why I did this the way I did it. I wanted teams to send in what they're going to send in, and we do it that way. So you can't prepare for your opponent in week one, but you're definitely going to be able to see what they do. Cool. Yes, sir. Can't wait. Yeah, and like I said, the prediction show then Friday. Time will be determined ASAP. Uh, as far as I know, Ed, you're going to be pretty much, for the most part, good to go that day. Should um, be, like I said, as long as everything. Yeah. I need to make sure the ball and chain 
isn't here in my way. <laughs> you called her the ball chain. <laughs> mm. Stevie just took the time to post all of his emojis for me. <laughs> got done telling him I was going to do that when I got off the air, so he went and did it for me. Yeah, they look much cleaner. So, uh, yeah, like I said, I'm just I'm looking at these games that are taking place. I just can't get over some of these matchups, the league itself, and, and what have you. Uh, I'm going to touch on this here and now because it's been brought up to me again this week. I keep getting asked if the league will be expanding at the end of this season, and I'm again going to have to say the same answer I've had every time don't know. I don't know. Because as of right well, now... Let's, say, let's, say, well, let's do it this way. Instead of not just saying, I don't know, let's just say, we will play it by ear. As <laughs> as the season goes along... Is that a nicer yeah. way of saying I don't know? <laughs> yeah, let's just do it that way. It sounds a little better. So we'll play it by ear. We'll, you know, if uh, as the season goes along, if you know, the staff and the league together all decide, hey, maybe we can do this. We'll do it. If we decide sticking with eight is what, you know, for now, we'll do that. But it's just we got to see how everything, you know, like I keep telling my, my, two, my two boys, everything's a process. You have to go from step one to step two and, you know, let us get into the season before we start worrying about, you know, adding teams and doing whatever. Yeah, I hate to be all fed off you 76ers-like, but you got to trust the process. Please look at now, and I'm, this is how I'm going to say it. If, and Davis knows this, it's a 50-50 shot right now, I'm going to be able to run games. If I can't, he's going to be responsible for 59 games this season by himself. In that case, it'll come down to Mr. Davis there. Right, so it's 59 games. Now, the max we can end up doing is 16 teams. That would be if we doubled where we're at now. And, again, if I couldn't help, that takes him from 59 games to 118 in one season. Too much to ask. Yeah, yeah, you guys already know how much of a workload it already is on me just to do 59 games. But going over 100 – this is like, this is why uh, you guys probably don't know, but I said this in constant conversation with Doug that right now I'm not sure. First off, we need to be able to see if we can get this done first before I even start thinking about doing uh, 15 yep. teams or even 10 teams. Right. right. And I can like, say this here on the air. Davis and I have had conversations in private where him and I are kind of on the same page right now, and that is, we're thinking about taking this season and probably next season just sticking with the eight. Because we figure the first season is going to be the learning curve, the process of figuring things out and getting getting it squared away. Then going yeah. to season two, we've already figured out all the bumps in the road. Now we improve upon it by making things better. Since now we know what we're doing as a whole and then really showing what we can provide to get people more excited for the league before we take that next step up. And then that next step up would be how many teams. 
because like I said, I will not do cross-conference games. It's not happening. will not happen. will never happen. I'm saying that right here, right now. I will never allow cross-conference games in this league. I know what problems it's caused. I've had the debates with people. I've had it discussed with me. I've had it explained to me with the guy I trust more than anything. When it comes to hexing and editing, if he's against it, I'm against it. Oh, he was. We all know he was. So that leads me to this. If we would go to ten teams, that's just five teams per file. If you play each team twice, it's eight games. And as I said to Ed last night, I'm really not feeling the idea of taking ten teams and you play four teams three times each for a 12-game season. That just sounds stupid to me. Yeah, I agreed with you. I thought that was dumb. <laughs> so, so that would be ten teams. If you go to 12, you play each team twice, it's a 10-game season. From 14 to 10. It's not too bad. We get the extra teams out of it. It kind of works itself out. But I kind of also hate it. So, you know, I'm on the fence with that one. And if you go to 12 teams, that's what I said, 12 teams, then when you go to 14 teams, it's 7-7. Seven and seven. You play six teams twice, you have a 12-game season. You got eight teams, you play the other teams twice, it's a 14-game season. So clearly 14 or 16 teams are the most ideal. 12 teams, I'm on the fence with. 10 teams, not a freaking chance. <laughs> so that's where it's at. But again, it's all about workload. Because I can say it right here, if I had Davis being able to stream games, I could stream games, and I have another guy, hopefully even two, and we're all I'd be saying right here, right now, we'll expand for sure. Because the demand for teams is already there. I've already had numerous people message me, when are we expanding? That's why I'm touching on it, because they'd love to have a team. So, but the guys that have asked me, we could probably get to 12 to 16 teams next season if I wanted to do it. But, you know, it's not a matter of want. It's not a matter of need. It's a matter of what makes most sense. Yeah, I mean. Uh, well, I know, I know like I said, the demand for being owners, you know, for people wanting teams there too. But we also have to take in consideration how many people we need to join the league to be players in the league. Yeah, I mean, I did, I mean, I just imagine the next draft if we was to expand if this season ended today, and if we expanded, let's say, fourteen, sixteen teams. Imagine the draft. I mean, oh, we we we've, we've discussed we've, we've, Chris, Doug, and I have discussed that. We we have discussed that several times. What we were thinking about doing for that, and that would be simple. Is the expansion teams would have an expansion draft. The teams that are already in the league would have to give up so many players to that draft. Right. Like a real expansion draft, the way an expansion draft is supposed to be done technically. Like I said, every time the NFL has expanded, they've done it right. They've told teams. Yeah, everybody's had to drop so many guys, players. and then they've got to pick from that group of guys. And yep. Yep. Put these guys in the draft, and if they don't get picked – and that's one thing I'm going to do. I'm going to make sure you release more guys to the draft process than we need. So if your guys don't get picked, you get to keep them. Right. But if they get picked, you then lose them, and now you have the right to replace them in the off season, whether it be with mm-hmm. another rookie or somebody else who's been released, or if we don't have enough players like we did this season, teams had the opportunity to create 
their own non uh their own non human players. Right. So, you know, it's an easy it's an easy process, it's an easy step. Uh and and that was gonna be one of the other rules with the expansion if we did it. And again I think we're way ahead of ourselves even discussing expansion. But uh when it comes to releasing team players, they have to be human players. So if you are asked to release, say, three humans to the expansion draft and you only have four on your team, that could be a conflict of interest, which is something we'd have to figure out how that would work. Right. I don't want to make one team have to lose all their human players just because a new team came in the league and you were here first. That would be unfair. So if you have, say, six human players on your team and the rule's two, well, then you released two of the human players instead of the non-humans. Unless guys are okay with non-humans being released because now they are creating their own legacy in the league anyway. Because, huh? I mean, if you look around the league right now, I'm pretty sure not everyone's 100% sure who's human and who's non-human. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm, I'm the one sure. who did it and worked on most of it, and I still have to double-check sometimes. Is that one human or not? So, yeah. But we have our core players right now. We've got 14 players on each team, and we have a strong core of guys. And like I said, now that the preseason games are announced, I'm hoping activity gets picked back up. I'm hoping guys get involved more now because, like I said, it's been a, it's been stagnant because we've been in that limbo page state right now. What, what are we doing next? Now we it's set, it's signed, it's sealed, it's delivered, we're ready to rock and roll. And everybody knows the games for next week. They've been announced for a few weeks now. But, yeah. Hey, what all do you want to announce next on on Friday? You know, we want to make predictions. What all predictions do we want to put out there? You know, I want to put in order where we think each team's going to finish, one through eight. Which four teams, obviously, are going to be in the playoffs will be based on our order of finish. You know who's going to play who in the in the, uh, in the finals or semifinals? You know, I guess it would be the semifinals. And then who will be in the championship game? Who you got winning the game? Do we want to go all out and say this guy's probably going to be the MVP of the league? Do we want, you know, who will be the the running back of the league, the the defensive back? We you know. Do we want to go that far? What all do we want to pick on? This way, our listeners can get excited for it. That's a good question. I mean, <laughs> who's going to be the man, who's going to be the running back of the league? Honestly, that's that's probably the hardest hardest one because there's so many good running backs that came out of this class, this draft class. I mean, it's really I mean like you could go either one and you wouldn't be wrong. First question, and I'd ask this honestly. You know, you got myself in Arizona. You got Redfield, Little John in Baltimore. Uh, you got Ernie Clapper in Carolina. You got Duncan Northrup in Philadelphia. Uh, and you have Kareem Wilcox uh, in Tokyo. Those are your goals. Do we automatically say that's the guy, or do we look at Marcus Bost in Boston, who's a Bronx? Do we consider the possibility of it being just Lee Jr., who's a bronze in New York. Could it be uh, J- 
Jack Diamond in Tampa Bay, he's got uh, Herschel Mann at silver. I, so, I say, well, yeah, I'll definitely consider those running backs as well because, you know, it all matters of how you use the running backs at the end of the day. Because if you're not going to use them right, then obviously they're not going to be very effective. But I think that no matter the tier at this point with these running backs, that, and trust me, Ramos has showed showed us this plenty of times when he was with the Santa Fe Gorillas that no matter what tier of a running back you have, if they produce right. and if they do very good, then, yeah, they should really be in the discussion. And I want to throw this conversation out there because he's the only one we can talk about, and that's King Cannon. He's the only gold quarterback. Will he be the quarterback of the year? That's the big goal. I mean, like he has to put up a gold, a gold quarterback type season in order to earn that, right? I mean, like you said, with what's going on with, with the Bills, the reason why I mean, if why he went two golds, you see, this is the reason why everybody they avoided golds because they saw like so many other skill positions that they feel like could probably need, like, say, like say, um, oh, a goal cornerback. You know, they feel like that could be more valuable than a goal quarterback. I mean, King Cannon right now, he has to really prove that goal quarterback still still rule the land uh, in this, you know, in this game, in this league. Because um, slowly but surely you're starting to see that these goal – see that goal quarterbacks are no longer as much value as they used to be now because you're seeing the skill positions not only doing so much – but you see lower tiered quarterbacks come in and they put up almost MVP type seasons, if not seasons to where they're they're considered, you know, they're pretty good. So, if someone were to ask me right now, I'd say right now without a shadow of a doubt, he's going to be the quarterback of the year. And this is why. King There's Cannon. No reason, yeah, King Cannon to me will be the quarterback of the year. I'm making that a, that statement right now. That's he better. Why. He better be. Why? Like I said, the reason why I'm picking him is why would you not make him a gold, which they did do. Like I said, that was already discussed earlier in the show, how they weren't sure where they were going. But then I asked Taco, which is Robert Post, my younger brother, why did you make him the only – he's the only gold quarterback. Why did you go gold? And he said two words, Marxism, because Mark had pleaded his case as to why they needed the gold quarterback. And then he was like, you're right, that's what they went with. You got four wide receivers in that team, okay? When you look at that team build, they got a gold wide receiver and two silver wide receivers. And the gold wide receiver is just loaded. The one silver wide receiver's got four abilities on him. The other silver wide receiver's got three. They got another copper wide receiver. So they're rocking a four wide receiver set with a gold quarterback, you know, and to compare it, it reminds me a lot of Dallas, the Dallas uh, Law or the Dallas Roughnecks. Uh, and we saw how effective that that works in, in, in the SFL. So did these guys take something from that and learn from that? And one thing we do know is the quarterback for Dallas, statistic-wise, is always one of the best in the league in the SFL. I just – that alone, I can't argue with it. But I gotta say, King Cannon's gonna be right there because of them same reasons. And as a gold with four abilities, 
I just I can't see him being outdone by another quarterback right now. Shit, well, you can't see it, but hey, man, it's most certainly possible. I mean, it can and happen. Look at the Arizona. We got another silver in Carolina, Boston, and Philadelphia rocking bronze, and Tokyo's got a silver, and Tampa Bay's got a bronze. I can definitely see. I saw it coming as soon as I saw that Tokyo Bill. I said, I have a feeling Ramos is going to go silver quarterback because of the experience that he had with that one, that one season that he had with um, uh, Matt Wilson when he rocked the, the silver quarterback in the Gold Water Series. I'm like, I have a feeling that Ramos is going to do something just as similar to that. And honestly, it did not surprise me one bit when I saw his team build. So if anyone to look out for that could possibly compete with King Cannon, that's Dubset. Call me crazy. But well, there's it, one thing it, I'll say. It could be Dubset because Ramos knows what he's doing. If you take a look at experience with quarterbacks, the one thing we all did see before we all left the SFL is Mr. Bronze quarterback, Skeletor P. Funk, was getting the job done as a bronze they loaded him up with abilities as a bronze, and he was kicking butt and was was the freaking man. So, that being said, I wouldn't be surprised if a bronze quarterback puts up the numbers. I wouldn't doubt if a bronze quarterback is competitive. I wouldn't doubt it out of a silver. But my thing is, gold quarterback with four wide receivers, just it's, to me, it's going to be untouchable. Ed, I don't know if you have an opinion on it. Oh my God! <laughs> What'd you say? I have, I have no idea what to think. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, it's it, it, one thing's for sure. We're gonna find out. Oh, no doubt about that. Yeah, we're definitely gonna find out. It's gonna be interesting to see. Um, I want to throw this information out there. It's nothing to do with the IFL. Uh, just because I want guys to know who are listening to this to this show that uh, Ed and I <clears throat> do a podcast through TalkShoe that isn't on our own. We were actually hired to do it through TalkShoe. It's called Move Those Chains. Uh, to move those chains with Lord Raider and Big Dog. There was actually an episode of that that was supposed to be scheduled last week that ended up getting canceled for whatever reasons. Um, we're hoping to hear if we're doing a show this week. So if we do, it would be great if some people tune in for that and show up for that. Uh, it didn't have quite the debut last week we wanted, but uh, move those chains, talks about football. Plain and simple, you know, whatever type of organized football there is, we can talk about it, whatever the topics are, we can talk about it right now as we're getting into the NFL season. Uh, NFL discussion is hot and heavy. I know Ed and I had a lot of things we wanted to discuss as far as the draft went. And we can still get to that whenever this show takes place, hopefully soon. But uh, just like I said, I'll post about it on on Slack. It would just be cool if anybody could show up, tune in, and give that a listen. Heck yeah. 
Definitely, yeah. I, I'm definitely hope the topic of discussion for that show would be, you know, post NFL draft. You know, what do they think of the draft picks? You know, who who had a good draft? Who had a bad draft? Who really did? You know, yeah, the you structure, know, who really be a contender because of the draft? Yeah, the structure you know. they gave us, as they wanted us to pretty much discuss who had the the best draft. They wanted us to pick what was it, three or four, or five teams? I forget what it was. Who had the worst draft? Uh, who had the best drafts, who had the worst drafts, shocking picks, you know, whatever it was. And I know I still have that information right now that I was going to talk about. And I still think that's going to be the structure of the show when we get to it, as long as it doesn't take too long. Like I said, I don't know what came about, but I got the information like the day before that they weren't going to let us, need us to run it that particular week for whatever reason. So first thing that went through my mind was, damn, did we do that bad last week? We don't need to be using this piece. Yeah. But we'll figure it out. So as I was trying to get sponsors for the IFL, ended up getting us a, a gig for talk shoot. So it's cool. But move those chains with Lord Raider Big Dog. Hopefully he's coming to you. Hopefully sometime this week. We'll see. I'll have to get a hold of Ed when we get off the call. See if he has a preferred time and day to we should do that, and then I'll email them and try and push for it. Obviously, it won't be Friday because prediction show for the IFL. And like I said, I'll announce the time for that. Hopefully, hopefully, sometime today I can announce the time for that show on Friday. So, but uh, again, just to do another quick recap: preseason games take place Wednesday at four o'clock. Again, at seven. Then we come back on Thursday, two more games at 4 and 7. And it all starts with the New York Cobras at the Boston Liberty at 4 o'clock on Wednesday, May 10th. And then Wednesday, May 10th at 7, the Carolina Pack go to Tokyo to take Okitsune. Thursday, May the 11th, the Philadelphia Flight goes south to take on the Stallions of Tampa Bay. And then it all ends on Thursday, May the 11th at 7, when... Uh, Baltimore Bulls take over the Arizona Outlaws. So, it, it's going to be a blast. So, if you guys ain't got any final thoughts, opinions, we can put a bow on this one and put it to bed. I got nothing to say. Well, I'm good. I think we can put this one to bed. All right. Well, if everybody who actually tuned in was a part of it, called in, which I think was Davis. We have a couple calls. Uh Appreciate the support. The IFL is here. We are just moments away, if you will, days away from kicking this off. Four o'clock, we will go live Wednesday. And we will be live every single week. Think about it, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be live this week, then we'll be live for 14 straight weeks for the season, then a 15th week for the playoffs, and then the 16th week for the championship. So if you count this week, we are now live starting Wednesday for 17 straight weeks. We're going all the way to the end of August, possibility the beginning of September, depending exactly when we determine that championship game. So, Ed, Chris, for everyone else, we'll put a bow on this one. And good night. Good afternoon. Good night. Later. Later.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.